welcome everybody to Press Play with Sammy P and Kyla T. Today we're going to mix things up a little bit and I'm not going to tell you the topic because Sammy mm. P has already mm. pulled us a card. So for any of you that know, we do a card towards the end and a meditation and he doesn't know the topic that I've chosen Ooh. today. So we're going to be super mysterious <laughs> and see if our card aligns with the topic inside of my head and my heart today. So Sammy P, welcome. Hey, Kyla. Great to be with you, as always. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about our card today. Well, I haven't read it yet. I just pull, I pulled it out. That sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Anyway, it's, it's friction. Hmm. And these are the... Um, Sacred Earth Oracle Cards. Oh, I love these ones. These were a um, birthday present from Hey Beck, um, from um, Catherine, from Kitty Cat. We love cats. So, that's like... <laughs> Celebrity hits Oracle Cards. <laughs> be good if you can see it. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. Friction. They can they're, they're pretty cool pictures, these ones. Yeah. Let's go that way. Right, anyway, sorry. Right, I'm not really sorry. So there's, um, it's broken down into three parts with, with these cards. There's okay. the earthly meaning, the spiritual meaning, and then the insight. Ooh. Earthly meaning. Respond to someone's words, not their tone. Answer an uncomfortable discussion with questions. Listen, gather information, and be flexible. <laughs> Change your position due to a clearer understanding, but do not be worn down by argument. Oh my God. <laughs> Resist an attempt to erode your character. Counter an abrasive personality by elevating knowledge and experience. Pull back your emotions and let the truth reveal itself. There's nothing like that going on at the moment. You know, Sydney, you know, the vibe, Marbo. Yeah, right. Good one. <laughs> Spiritual meaning. You have transitioned many times before. Each movement into deeper awareness comes with friction. Let everything surface, let go of resistance, and don't be concerned. Concerned. Feelings come and go as shadows of the past. Release them into the light of love. In allowing this change and letting go of past certainties, you are creating a beautiful, clear space inside your heart and embracing a smooth transition. I think that was specifically for Kyle or that one. <laughs> oh, well, coming from the guy living in a caravan. Well, I think we've gone through all that already. I think yeah, we're yeah. coming out the other side of that one. <laughs> I can relate though, yes. Um, insight. When two surfaces move against each other, there is friction. Mm. Smooth surfaces create less friction than rough surfaces, which is why it is easy to push a box across a smooth wooden floor than over carpet. Friction exists between water, air, earth, and all the objects they encounter. Mm. It can erode, resist, and heat one or both surfaces. Nature has come up with many beautiful and efficient ways to counter and utilize friction in the natural world. Smooth skin and feathers reduce water and wind resistance. Lubrication reduces wear and tear in joints. In other cases, friction is put to work as a bonding force. Friction also occurs when ideas, personalities, beliefs and cultures come together and can create resistance, erosion, heated discussion 
or be a bonding force. Mm. The presence of friction can be utilised positively. To increase resistance, bolster the complexity of your position by raising informed and unexpected angles. Harness friction to help you, challenge, you change to adhere to your position. Harness friction to help you change or adhere to your position. Reduce friction by softening the surface of an argument with respect, engagement, and kindness. So everybody's today's topic that has no alignment to that card whatsoever is assumption is the mother of all mm. fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking about how important it is in relationship to not assume anything and to actually ask more questions. And so isn't that curious? Because if we think about it, making assumptions can create a lot of friction. And what it can do is have us looking through the lens of our life and our experience and assume that people around us want and need what it is that we want and need. When sometimes their desires and needs and in any form of relationship, this could be a workplace, it could be a loving relationship. It could be your kids that we're talking about. Rather than assuming, what if we just asked another question? Uh, and so I think that quite often this friction can arrive because we think we need to fix something in a way that firstly puts an aspect on it as if it's broken. Or there's that righteousness part that can come from friction. But also imagining that what people need is what we need. How you feel about the alignment of that card in today's topics, Anthony? Well, I just think it. Uh, <clears throat> I think it just kind. Of, it's kind of a yeah, yeah. It kind of goes with the vibe of um, the vibe of Australia at the moment. I think in general. Yeah, and that's part of where this has come from. And so I'll kind of share a, a personal thing and some couple of things that have gone on in the last few days where the topic has come from is that um, we've got a bit of a girl gang happening down the south coast here. And so part of that is that we've been going walking in the afternoons with each other to kind of take breaks and things like that. And I was talking to one of the girls yesterday who I had no idea that their family was originally refugees to Australia. And she shared with me what went on in her childhood in Serbia and Croatia and what, excuse that truck outside, and um, what her family went through to arrive in Australia. But she then also shared some of her experiences of schooling and like kind of being thrown in the Australian schooling system, not knowing any English and just being expected to do spelling tests and things like that. And like the humiliation and the shame that came up. And so what I find is that when I ask people about their stories and their lives experience, it brings so much greater understanding and compassion about like who they are, but also the world that we're in. But also then I've been having conversations with friends around how quite often I don't know what I need in situations. And it might sound like a weird thing, but sometimes I need space. Sometimes I need company. And often my needs will shift and change. So this morning I was um, chatting with a friend on WhatsApp and her life experience right now is very kind of polar opposite to mine. She's got kids, she's got a partner, work is really, really busy for her at this moment in time. And so I've been giving her space because that's what I would want. 
That's what I would need, right? <laughs> In that time, like no more other people needing me, no more like feeling like, yeah. And so I just sent her a message before and I was like, actually, instead of me imagining what I think you need at this moment in time, as your friend, how can I support you at the highest level? And what do you actually need right now? And I think I was watching another TV show that brought another angle of this about, which is sometimes we can make choices in life. And I've heard this before. I was dating a guy for a very brief period in time and he broke up with me because he said, I can't provide you with what you need, which is financial support because you support yourself. And he at that time had a knee injury. And I was like, you haven't actually asked me what I need. <laughs> and it was this like, poof. Uh, and so I think as humans, we can go and take our beliefs, our values, our lenses, our needs, and we can place them on everyone around us. And I'm like, whoa, I do it so much. And so I'm really trying to be better at it. So as I share all those examples, Sammy P, what comes up in your thoughts on it all? Yeah, well, I the the male sort of men's health kind of thing sort of popped into my head. It's yeah. like, well, I think us guys maybe don't know sometimes. Mm. Don't know what we're feeling. Don't know why yep. we're feeling it. So we actually don't know what we need. Yep. Which can be quite challenging. Yeah. Um. And but then it's also. Um. And part of the thing I wanted to chat about today was receiving. Mm. Like so much. Yep. Yeah. It's been interesting experience caravan i think we touched on it last week or the week before yeah you know just being willing for old random dudes you meet in the caravan park mm. to offer you advice about different things and being yep. okay with it because part of my there's a bit of a wounding around not knowing answers and, and not yep. having it right all the time yeah when you're doing something you, you don't know what you don't know like you sort of touched on before sometimes you don't know what you need <laughs> but the you know and these but then also these there's one guy in particular, you know, he loves it. Just ask him a question and he'll, he's got a problem and he wants to fix it. And it's awesome. And like, yep. he's, he's, he's humming, I'm learning. And, yep. and then we're chatting with his wife and she's having a great time chatting with us, you know, <laughs> it's, yet, so there's so many things there you can talk about. Yeah, Cause the flip side of that, right. Is that we go through our life pretending that we've got everything together mm. and that we know what to do in every single moment. And we, then people assume well, Sam never needs anything. And mm. Sam doesn't need help figuring out the caravan part because he's totally got this. And it's like, when we think about it, uh, like we all have, I guess, creative sparks. We all have things inside of ourselves that we're blessed to be able to gift to the world. But then there's also areas in our lives where like I still I've practiced over the years using a drill and a screwdriver and it's never going to be my greatest gift to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I can relate I, to that. Yeah. And I think that like if we are in this world, as you say, of receiving, but also then not assuming that we know what you need, but then it can be OK for a response to say, actually, I don't know what I need in this moment um, and taking the time to go and think about that. And it's so funny that you say that as an example, because I've got a corporate client at the moment and their manufacturing team's going through massive change. And he came to me and said, what can I do for them? And I gave a couple of ideas. And then I said to him, and then actually, in essence, we don't actually know what they need. So go and ask them. 
Mm. <laughs> uh, and so rather than assuming, uh, and so it's such a big one that I think can impact in such a small way, but also such a massive way, all of our relationships. And to your point, then people around us miss out on that gift of giving um, and being able to support in a way that we know is also useful at the same time too. Mm. Or, and or just allowing people to express themselves and to be of service in their own way from their own perspective and, yeah. and loving that as well. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I automatically think of Christmas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine's family mm-hmm. or is all about the gifts all yep. about the gifts like yep. they're amazing like uncle russell where's the badge of honor going yep i am the best present giver ever which is a love language everyone if you've not yeah totally out love yeah language, yeah so. and then and then now then my family yep. um it's all about um quality time mm-hmm. and and then the the epicenter of christmas is is the food yeah so it's coming together around the food yeah and there's very little gifts like if any Yep. You know, maybe dad gets some promotional material and he gives you the, he hands up some of that off onto you and things like that. But like, you know, the, the ham's locally sourced and the best seafood and like mm. blah, 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 blah. Yep. And it's like, it's really interesting just to sit back and yeah, I, other times I felt, um, you know, insecure and, and self-conscious in different scenarios. And then yep. just uh, as you develop a little bit more awareness around it yeah. and you can see what's going on, you're like, Oh, this is cool. Like it's different to what I do. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Totally. It's just different. And I can embrace this and have fun with it and, and receive that. But isn't that interesting what you shared? Because I think it's a really human nature perspective that we can do, which is to make ourselves wrong or make the experience wrong. If it isn't <clears throat> sorry, a match for our beliefs or our experiences or how we do things, right? And you look out into the world right now and there's so much divisiveness around everything that's going on, as opposed to a curiosity and a listening and an asking questions and realizing that, oh, okay, I might've been brought up for Christmas to be this way, Mm. um, but what parts of this do I actually enjoy? I think it's really softening ways to talk about differences at Christmas time rather than, (laughs) but it's it's a great story to like go into what's happening around us now. And yeah, it's not that it's right or wrong, it's just different. No. And it's understanding, you know, why there's, like you said, with um, your friend who immigrated to Australia, like there's yeah. a different perspective. Like yep. if you've come from a different culture, like and I'm, I'm, there's one person I'm thinking of in particular, like your stress response may be wired a certain way because of your upbringing, what you've had to oh, escape sure. from. Yeah. So when stuff happens, it's mm. like completely different or the way yep. that you interact might be short and sharp and in and out, you know, because yep. it's like, you know, it could be dangerous kind of mm. thing like it. When you get that understanding, and that's part of the process that I'm sure you do with coaching as well, but having that understanding allows for more empathy. You don't have to try and beat your conscious mind into forgiving or letting go or surrendering. Yeah. It's having that understanding of where they're coming from. Totally. And like I had an opportunity to do that and then uh, was went a little bit defensive and wanted to be right this mm-hmm. week around certain things, around Christmas. Yeah. Funny how it starts the same letter, <laughs> isn't it? Around Christmas. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I really missed, like, a, that must be, like, that must be a really stressful situation for this person to be in, yep. to be constantly in this position, to have to ask these questions and do these things. Like, mm. I, you know, automatically it softens 
softens the, yep. you know, I think it's um, never, oh, it's not, is it, what's the, never split the difference. Um, and it's, um, I forget his name, but he was a former FBI negotiator. Yeah. And he always says to bring it back to them. Oh, this must be really challenging for you at the moment. This must be really stressful. Like if you talk about their feelings and you, yep. and you, you can understand what's going on for them, but then they feel like they're being understood without even sure. knowing it. And it softens everything. I like that idea straight away because it does. It and softens. I miss that. I definitely miss that opportunity this week. And you know what? That's the thing is that we're all continually learning and growing, right? And uh, we will always miss things. But if you think back to yourself 10 years ago, would you have even been aware that you missed that? Whereas mm. this is where the, and this is where life and our reflection comes in because after having that conversation with Elle yesterday about her upbringing, I observed myself straight away go into when I got home, oh, like so many times I go back to needing to heal my inner child. Come on, heal inner child. You didn't have anything to deal with. And having this like whole um, observation of like comparative wounding type thing based on life experiences. But when you're a kid, um, at that moment in time, you could fall over and hurt, like hurt your knee and that could create every single belief under the sun. And that's the power of belief in this work, isn't it? Is mm. that someone else could come out of an experience like that in a war-torn country and be the strongest, most resilient person ever uh, and have no fight-flight response. Mm. And yet somebody as a kid could fall over and look around and they're completely alone and that could impact their beliefs for the rest of their life. So I also want to point out that the best that we can do is be dealing with ourselves from our level of awareness of how might this still be impacting me now. But even with that softness and that gentleness towards ourself as well, mm. because we can so often judge and criticize ourselves like, oh, I missed that opportunity in that conversation to be the person that I wanted to be, as opposed to, oh, yay, me for observing that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And then going back to it, as a great example last night, and just after dealing with a lot of inner child healing or that getting back to that core wound and that mm. that's usually learnt somewhere between zero to six or even passed on through six generations of DNA. Yep. Is what they say these days. Um, there was a scenario last night and um, we're a little bit more calmer in the caravan. We're getting used to things where yep. we're more connected as a family. We're just, we're just finding our little groove, I think. Mm-hmm. And Jacko had a great day and then um, came back from the shower. And it's pretty much bedtime by the time we get back from the showers and stuff. Mm. And um, always a mission to get a four-year-old to do something that you really like them to do. It's really interesting. And um, he wanted to play Snap with the Bluey cards. There's Bluey cards and you play Snap. Yeah. Um, there's Bluey everything, uh, side note. Um, and it took forever to get his pyjama pants on. Yep. But then because Daddy was walking around in his boxes, he didn't want to wear a shirt. <laughs> But he was able to verbalise. I was like kind of yeah. reflecting on this after it all played out. And yeah. then um, Catherine had obviously, I'd been working on things. So I wasn't around during the day. So it might have been a bit of a long day. Yeah. And um, yeah, Kat and Jacko were bumping heads, mm-hmm. shall we say. And Jacko was just wanted to be like daddy and not wear a shirt oh. and still play bluey. <laughs> and then there was like, well, hurry up. We need to put your shirt on. Otherwise, you're going to get cold at night. Yep. I'll get up in the middle of the night and da 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 da. And it's too late now. You've carried on for 15 minutes. We can't play blue. We can't read books. And it's amazing, like from both sides of that, you know, the inner child just going, I just wanted to be like daddy. And now I'm not allowed to. And then, 
and then the parental, and you I know, I know better kind of, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's really, it's really interesting. No matter how much you're aware of it, how much you try to <laughs> not fuck up your kids, there's going to be, they're going to have their own perspective on it anyway. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and, and their own story around it. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of this comes down to isn't our assumptions are based on the stories that we have inside of ourselves as opposed to mm. just asking another question if it is about supporting somebody else or asking Jacko, like, what do you need in this moment uh, mm. to find out a little bit more? Because, like, it comes down to, I know you shared last year, like, it not being about the dishes. And it's <laughs> like, it's not, a, it's, it's not about him not wanting to wear a shirt. He's not, most kids and teenagers are not being deliberately defiant for the outward expression of what they're doing if that makes any sense mm -hmm. there's always something underneath it that's deeper at the core mm, that totally. we want to start to understand yeah and that and that comes the same in a, a corporate or business interaction an adult in, an adult in inverted commas adult yeah. interaction you know and, and it's easy it's i'm getting more understanding around it, but going okay well where where are these where are you coming from yeah like why is why is this like totally like why are we having this cognitive dis yep. dissonance at yeah. the moment, you know, yep. and where are you coming from? And it's like, there'll be a paradigm and a, their perspective and their story that goes with that. And then as mm. soon as you can understand that, mm. it really does shift the dynamic. And then you can ask better questions. You can see it from their point of view. Yeah. And it, and although part of me really likes being right because <laughs> I'm scared of being wrong. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, I'm not part of the herd and I'll get pushed out and therefore I'll be alone. You know, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting dance. But if yep. we can remember that we're probably pretty much all, that's pretty much interacting as four-year-olds. <laughs> totally. Yeah, using our evidence from a four-year-old to have these interactions, particularly at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, and it goes back to the ant conversation, like who's shaking, who's shaking the tin at the moment? Yeah. So we can have a and if we match, how does it go when we match a fight with a fight? Like how does yeah. that go? Yeah. And like I know I've got cheese in my head this morning going. Well, he talks about transcendence. Well, how do you transcend the fight? Because mm. trying to fight, trying to beat people into submission, or yeah. it's good to have the knowledge and stuff like the friction card said. But if we can have that understanding and that empathy, yeah. it and takes like it, transcends idea. it automatically. It's, you can have your. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. This is where I'm coming from. I don't yeah. have to try and be right all the time and, and push your ideas onto me. Mm. You, I, and mm -hmm. if I object to what you're saying, I'm, I still want to be right at some point. I'm just, pro you're projecting that back to me. Yep. It's a great opportunity to learn so many things if we mm. choose to. And um, our opinion, pushing our opinions onto others, but also pushing our needs onto others and thinking that everybody wants to have the experience that we have in that situation. And I love that idea with the friction card, that <clears throat> it can be that friction or that bonding, which is mm. that connection, which is that coming together. And I think that that's the opportunity that comes in those moments, which is that when we seek to understand in that moment, we're not um, wanting to have our opinion be right, but then we're able to listen. But it doesn't mean you'll both walk away with a changed opinion. Mm. Like that's yeah. what's, not what's, what's, the, what's the purpose of this interaction? Yeah. And it's not for you to prove is how's it go if you're trying to be right and they're trying to be yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much confusion, I think, in the energy right now. And I think part of it, <clears throat> what's going on? Part of it comes from us 
looking outside in the world and I keep coming back to this idea that they talk about that like say our great grandparents generation I would have say or the ones before them they consumed in a lifetime the amount of information that we consume or have access to consuming in a day right now mm. so you imagine all that that's doing is also taking us out of our own truth our own really deep core beliefs and values because it's so confusing to look out in the world and think, well, I should do this or I should do that or I should do it this way or look at that person and that comparison comes in as opposed to really starting to get in touch with <clears throat> what you really need. And to your point, in those moments when we don't know what we need, asking ourselves another question or having someone else ask us another question mm. or offer us options because sometimes having three options, you can feel into it's a no, it's a no, it's a yes. Or if someone says, to, say someone makes an offer to you or an invitation to something, if straight away it's a no, you start to figure out well, what you don't want. And that kind of gives you more understanding of then what you do want. I always think about like in life when we're trying to make decisions. And if someone says to you, here, take that one. And you're like, oh, no, but I want that. Then there's your answer, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I think with all this confusion in the energy, so if we think of it from that like friction perspective, um, sometimes we may even be fighting for opinions that we're not even sure if we believe deeply at our core. Mm. Well, and that's part of, isn't that an interesting conversation where there's, there's something external to us mm -hmm. that potentially you may have surrendered your power to because mm. we've voted for them or whatever. Yep. Or there's our internal truth going, hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's a really interesting place for Australia right now as well, because we kind of had our hurrah hat on for a little bit, <laughs> which was, look at us, we're doing amazing. Yay for Australia. Uh, and obviously in New South Wales at the moment and in other places where there's still restrictions and things like that, but particularly obviously Sydney and Melbourne's gone through it as well. There's a little bit of a like, not hurrah. <laughs> like mm. actually we may have totally effed this up. And when I woke up this morning before the assumptions thoughts of conversation came up one of the big ones that was coming up was this idea around blame and I think that that prevents us from being curious and asking more questions is if we're wanting to blame something or someone outside of ourselves or particularly that person that we're talking to in that moment as well and so I like I still remember when my ex and I separated uh people were so confused because we still got on really well and we still had close friends and I will love him as a friend and part of my family for the rest of my life. But people wanted someone to blame. Mm. So like his like guys at work and things were like, well, she must've done something like she must've like done that. And he was like, no. And it was just really interesting to watch the number of people that wanted someone to blame. Uh, mm. in that but neither of us like it was it, there was there was no one to blame in that situation and it was a really big eye-opener for me of how in our world we want to make something make sense and to make it make sense we think that there needs to be somebody whose fault it is mm. as opposed to like what's going on say in Australia and the world at this moment going instead of blame I'm just going to go in and feel how I feel right now, which could potentially be 
powerlessness, rage, anger, frustration, uh, confusion, overwhelm, whatever it is, because it's going to be individually unique given Mm. your circumstance that you're in. But the more that we can go inwards, we can then utilize that to determine, well, what do I need in this moment? So if I'm feeling powerless, what do I actually need in this moment to feel back in my center, to feel empowered again, to know that actually the choices that I'm making in this moment in time are appropriate for myself, my life, my loved ones, those around me, and then humanity as a whole, if you want to go down that path. And starting to realize that we're trying to avoid that when we allow friction to take over and that ego and the head part of us to just control where we are in life. Mm. Yes. Sounds so simple. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know what I find interesting? And I, I, I just want to like share it because other people might experience this is that sometimes you can be really self-aware and Uh, communicate very beautifully I think I do and then you can also hang up from a conversation and go away and pause and think about it and there can be parts that you've missed Mm. that you're like okay cool like you shared before what am I going to do differently in this situation or do I need to have another conversation to kind of clear that up but this is where having really present conversations can help But also if someone does ask you a question or does ask you what do you need in this moment and you don't know, know that it's okay to say, I don't know right now. Can I come back to you? Or if I did know, um, if I did know, what might it be? So you can ask yourself that question. But Mm -hmm. also knowing that just because we're living in an instantaneous society doesn't mean that we need to have instantaneous responses to everything that's put in front of us. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Mm. And there's a lot of that trying to fix the not feeling good part. Yeah. And I want to just, you know, I, um, wasn't my brilliant idea, but I was had a session with a, our Reiki master like a few weeks ago going like, yep. what am I doing? Like, <laughs> everything was a bit, go- hey, going, it was more than a few weeks ago now. Mm. But it was interesting with this dynamic that's going on, a lot of healers and a lot of people that feel like they need to voice their own personal truths or have to, the challenge is to step into their personal truth yeah. at this time is that there's probably past life stuff for those that are into this sort of thing that Ooh. you've been persecuted for doing something similar. Yep. So that, that shitty feeling maybe go back a long way Totally. and just having an understanding of that. And then it also understanding that if we're not grounded, like I was talking to someone yesterday uh, and similar to the circumstance I found myself in the other day as well, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't grounded this person wasn't grounded yeah. what does that project out what is that vibration the yeah. vibration ex- is looking for something to come back at you to mm-hmm. justify yep. the way that you're feeling mm-hmm. and then and then like you said we can blame the other person in the interaction but if we're grounded and centered we can and we, we can listen and hear exactly what they're saying and understand the emotion that's attached to it. But if we're not grounded and we're projecting our own fears, our own insecurities into that, mm. it becomes that fight. But if we allow them to express and don't take it on and then listen and respond rather than just react like yep. this person and myself, mm. it creates a better yep. a better environment. But if it comes from within first and if it's yep. not grounded within, you'll find out pretty yep. quickly. 
And it's also okay to say to someone when I'm coaching particularly a lot of dads, because obviously being having had an experience as a teenage girl, it makes it easier. But this understanding that you can say to someone, I really want to be super grounded and present with you when we have this conversation mm. and I'm not right now, or I've just got to get this done first. Can I come mm. to you in five minutes, 10 minutes or something like that? Because I think quite often what can happen as well is that we think we need to stop everything or do it in that moment or anything like that. And it's why I encourage like teams and corporates now to do mindfulness and breathing before meetings and things like that, because everyone is coming to every experience, bringing their day, bringing mm. what might be going on. And especially mm -hmm. with those people working remotely now and with kid, mm -hmm. kids homeschooling and everything like that is that that like it takes prioritizing presence for it to be there mm. and as you say um, for so many people we spend so much of our day up here that we're not actually in the feeling and then we will be more amygdala reactive in that place as opposed to just being open to hear and to listen and to understand uh, in that way and uh, I think being really clear on your intention so if we go to the friction idea, we're still going to have moments in our life that is a more, I like to call them courageous conversation mm -hmm. rather than like a difficult conversation. We're still going to have moments in our life where we have those. But if you can prepare yourself beforehand and feel as present as possible and be really clear, like you shared before, what's my intent for this conversation? Like what's my intention? And coming with that, now, not being attached to the outcome, because that's kind of different, but like mm -hmm. the intention of the connection together, because we may not always get what it is that we want. Mm. You always get what you need, though. Mm. Mm. Rolling yep. stones. That's not mine. That's rolling stones. <laughs> Great. Um. So if you were in a conversation and you were noticing that there was huge amounts of friction or even like potentially a type of person that you were coming to talk to that when you've had conversations with them before, you know, there's friction quite often. What would you do to prepare yourself to ground? Mm. Well, I think it's, um, we play that conversation out, don't you? Mm. Mm -hmm. I think the intention's a good spot to start. Do I want to be, <laughs> I think there's a bluey there. I think there's actually a bluey book. We've gone full circle now. We've gone from bastardized <laughs> quotes sporting analogies now i'm talking about bluey <laughs> Kids um, and and bluey and bingo the two kid characters the two mm. girls mm. um they wanted to know if grannies could floss you know the dance yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so they ask mum and dad and they don't know so they facetime or zoom or whatever um the grannies and one both the grannies can't floss so yep. bingo's wrong and bluey's right Mm -hmm. Bingo doesn't want to play anymore. Uh, yeah, we, Bingo doesn't want to play anymore because, you know, she doesn't feel like playing. And then yep. Bluey's like, well, why doesn't Bingo want to play? I was right. And mum goes, well, do you want to be right or do you want to play with Bingo? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, my gosh, these, these little books and these five-minute episodes are amazing. <laughs> And it's like, well, what do you want in this situation? This one's always play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what happens. So they, mm. so the resolution was, um, 
Bluey and Bingo then FaceTime the grannies again and mm. teach them how to floss. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting Because then they're both like, right because yeah, now grannies can they, floss. Yeah, and we taught them. They didn't at the time, but now they can. And, and we got to play. It was like, oh. Mm. I think it's – and sometimes it's playing out that worst-case scenario. Yep. But it's also understanding, like, I think when you start doing some coaching, like, the, the biggest thing that starts to come out is the people closest to you um, – are pretty much opposite or fill in bits of areas that you're projecting or missing. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be challenged there straight away. But if you yeah. can overcome the ones that there's that instinctual reaction, you can feel it in your body wanting to react yep. and being able to just ride it out mm-hmm. and play the new interaction. Because once you've done it once, your body's got the pathway and it goes yeah. so much easier. But yeah, it, you know, do I want to be right? Yes, mm. always. <laughs> is that useful? Mm. Is it easier if, you know, mm. how's it, how can I make this easier? Because it's yep. not going to change. They're not going to change. Yep. But I can change the way that I show up. Similarly, a friend shared with me years ago the question in that moment of what's more important, connection or criticism? Mm. <laughs> and it was just like, I also like to when there is that friction um, and probably there's a part for me which is wanting to take someone's pain away or Mm -hmm. have my pain expressed or um, uh, tell them that their negative behaviour or complaining is inappropriate, whatever that story might be that I'm playing out. I imagine people as 10-year-old or 11-year-old anxious children and I ask myself in that moment, how would I respond to an anxious child? And I think probably it's easier for me because I don't have loads of muscle memory around having to deal with uh, kids and getting them to bedtime at night and things like that. So for me, it's like I know I always will respond with compassion uh, but and I always will respond with wanting to understand Uh, but also then having assertive boundaries at the same time too, right? And so um, that helps me. So I think finding the things that that will help you, but also preparing yourself. This is why like meditation, mindfulness, movement, uh, gratitude, and even in that like post like situations with people, spending some time on thinking about, well, what are you grateful for them about? What are you appreciative of? What have you learnt about yourself in that moment? Uh, And I think having a little mini toolkit Mm. that works for you because most importantly in that moment, it's knowing that that reptilian brain will come in. It'll have negative bias. It'll be wanting to protect and defend you. And in that, the reactions, it's so easy. So that's why Mm. breathing in those moments is so important. Mm. And I had a little aha in the in the shower the other day, mm. and of the sort of pushing, trying to figure out how we're going to live our life moving forward, particularly around finances. Yep. And I was like, all the pushing does nothing. Mm-hmm. All the stress associated with pushing and trying to make stuff happen actually does nothing. Mm. It was. It's always the. It's the showing up is one. And it, do, it does matter to some degree of what you're doing, but showing up is the main part and having that action on the path. Yeah. But you can't predict what the, what's going to jump on the path to assist you in moving forward. No. The, the friend of a friend that always seems to this, if I go back to everything that's happened with Grab Life by the Balls, it was yeah. some contact because I'd shown up and done stuff. Mm. 
whatever it was, there was a connection somewhere and that's how it's all looped in. Did, yeah, exactly. Did I control that? Could I have made that happen? No. Yeah. So yeah. why am I squeezing so hard mm. to try and make it happen? Because actually that does not much. <laughs> Fuck all. Mm. <laughs> it actually makes it worse, puts yeah. me in survival mode, and then I actually miss the bits and I have no control of those things. So how can I show up? Do I want to show up stressed? Yeah. Or how do I show up? Where, where how do you create the best? Well, most people would say in flow. So how can we bring flow to more parts of our day? Because in essence, that's the one thing that we can do. If that was, I, I, it's great. It was an aha moment with cheese doing this coaching. I was like, what is the one thing I need to do? Mm -hmm. It's to turn up as best I can in flow all the time, because that's, I'm open, Mm -hmm. I'm balanced, I'm in tune. I can, choose to respond rather than react. Mm. I can have more um, perception of what's going around me so I don't miss the little breadcrumb or the universe guiding me into giving something and being able to receive it. But if I'm so ultra-focused in that stress state, Mm. pushing into something and trying to make it happen, you miss all the other stuff that's going on around you. You miss the other breadcrumbs. You end up Mm. off track and it doesn't feel right. Totally. I could right now, and there's been moments, like let's not pretend. Yeah. I've spent months setting up a beautiful <laughs> retreat home because I felt guided. It felt right. And like I've invested a lot of time and energy and money into this. We've now gone into lockdown and I've now been told that they're selling the home. And so it's like, I could totally like, these are the moments, right? When challenges like that come up where you do also think that it's got to look this way. When I've gone deeply inwards, after feeling the frustration and the annoyance and all of those parts, because it is a part of it, I needed retreat, right? (laughs) So how do I make the most of this space and enjoying nature and being here and being grounded at this moment to invite in what's coming next while also showing up to your point and also making sure that if the phone calls, if the phone rings, I answer it. If there's little breadcrumbs, as you say, that are leading me in that direction, I kind of follow in that way rather than being stuck in the idea that something has to look this way, especially if you've invested time and energy into it as well. And so I even remember many years ago when we opened the healing center in Mossman, it had been my dream for like forever. And then it was so beautiful and I loved where it was. And then I remember sitting down on the chair and just getting the message like, okay, now this is done. It's time for you to go back out into corporate. And I was like, are you kidding? Uh, I've just created this beautiful sanctuary uh, and I'm not leaving here. And, <laughs> and, but part of it was that grounding foundation that I had a place to come back to. We Mm. did run some beautiful public workshops there, but also part of the message was as well that it supported my business partner who then took it over after I got kind of busier and wasn't there as much. Um, So she took it over after our two-year lease that it wouldn't have been created, the space wouldn't have been created if I hadn't have activated and initiated it because that's something that I do, I am very good at. So sometimes the reason that we think we're guided to do something or be somewhere isn't always the exact reason. And that's where hindsight comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This caravan life and getting a car and, you know, I was told I need to do this. So it's meant to be easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, for, and for a really specific reason, right? Whereas it's yeah. like, 
you don't know the ripple effect of even if we just think about this now you don't know the like we don't know exactly the whole story so we don't know the ripple effect of even you being in that caravan park now and the joy that you're bringing to some of these older people's lives that are their support like that in itself like that's an admirable life achievement yeah right? to be yeah. able to give that gift to them at a moment in time where they're probably contemplating their purpose in life and this at the other and for them to be able to like provide some wisdom in this moment mm -hmm. it's amazing yeah yeah it's really cool and then it's funny because like i should be out there i should be growing grab life by the balls and that sort of thing what's happened once i've grounded myself and worked through a bit of shit over the last couple of months mm. oh there's people reaching out from different locations wanting to do stuff and i actually haven't had to be on the road to make that happen yeah yeah. The whole way that we're going to go about things once we are on the road is going to be completely different to what I thought it was going to be like. I was pushing mm. to make happen and it wasn't happening. <laughs> That's why whenever we do vision board workshops or I do goal setting or anything with anyone, I or it's always like this or better. Mm. Because I think we can start bottlenecking things from the current reality that we're looking through to think that everything has to look that way where something better or greater might be on its way. Mm. But if we stay stuck, hold like, no, it has to look this way or like, it, yeah, the job has to look this way. The um, business and purpose has to look this way. The relationship has to look this way. It's like you then miss like all these things around you. Yeah. I know it goes, I don't know if it's water or sand that Wayne Dyer talks about, but if you grab it really hard and try and hang on to water or you hang on to sand, you actually squeeze it all out and you got left with nothing. Might be but if you, if you're relaxed, whether it's sand or water and open, mm. yeah, there's more there to happen. Mm. There's more there to hang on to without actually hanging on to it. I watched the video and they did that and they were like, receive, release, receive, release, receive, mm. release. And it actually showed that the more that you receive, the more you can release into the world. And it was with rice. Um, so sand and water, it would be the same, right? The more that we're mm. open to receive, the more we can release out into the world. And it was just a beautiful like visual of watching it, like you say, if we try and hold on, it just disappears. Yeah. And it's like, if you're looking for a sign, like I see numbers mm -hmm. and you're like, if you're, when you're stressed, you're kind of like, give me a sign. I want to see a sign. And you're like, you're like every number plate that goes past, you're like, was that a sign? What was that one? What was that one? I'm going to look that one up. I'm going to look that one up. And then it's when, but then when you let go of that yep. and you're in, and you're, you're tuning in a little bit better, you're not mm -hmm. actually looking for it. It finds you. Mm. It sounds like a, Chuck Norris thing. <laughs> you don't find Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris finds you. <laughs> it's oh, like, there you go. There's a good one. Um, ex went through a Chuck Norris phase <laughs> and every night he was coming to me with new quotes. And I was like, how does Chuck Norris even have this many quotes? <laughs> but like when, you, when you're in flow, like if I'm singing a song and something and then yeah. something will just like, I won't be looking for it. It just appears. Mm. You're like, oh, there'll be an eagle like mm. or a, a red tail black cockatoo or yeah. a number and it's like mm. oh right okay yeah cool right oh yeah and but you, when you try and, and make it happen you miss it and that's where presence comes in doesn't yeah. it you don't trust it's your intuition still... you don't trust your inner guidance you're trying to make it look like something and that's where that indecision comes from that goes am i right am i making the right decision mm. here am i on what like when you have that and that goes into your head yeah. But when you're in your heart and you're grounded, you're centered and or in embodiment because it's yep. head and heart together. Yep. That flows a lot easier. You can be more in tune. But when you're stressed, you can't do it. You're in your head. 
So if we kind of like, I guess, summarize before we enjoy a delicious meditation. Delicious. Would we be in the space of kind of saying in the state that the world is in right now, which is really activated fight flight, there is an opportunity for us all to become aware of what assumptions we're putting onto others and to invite in more opportunities for curiosity, for presence, for asking better questions and to prepare yourself in those moments to be open uh, to understand, but also to be open to opportunities that are coming your way in the direction that you're going next and to listen to understand people and to ask questions rather than trying to defend and protect our needs, our ideas, or assume yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we think that we know, because that kind of comes to that essence of being right, doesn't it? I know oh. what's best for you. Mm. It's like, actually, no, like mm. that's an impossible feat to have. And it kind of comes into that place of parenting sometimes as well, where it's like, as kids start to get older, like inviting them to ask, well, what is best in this situation and trusting that they also have an inner guidance system that yes, it's, they don't have a fully developed brain, so we know that part, but that, and they want to, but to get curious around, well, what is best in that situation and encourage those types of inward conversations to start trusting themselves too. Mm. And, and going on to external big events, fearful events, fearful things happening. Yeah. I'm sure we could go, I can, I'm pretty sure I can go back to the start of the 1900s and go World War One. Depression, mm. yep. World War Two, yep. Cold War, Vietnam yep. War. Mm. I'm probably stuff up the order: Iraq Wars, Y2K, terrorism. The list goes on. Yeah. The economy. There's always going to be something big and bad out there. Yeah. And you can choose to buy into the fear, mm. or is there always going to be something out there? And I get on with the work that I'm here to do. Mm. Funny, you've just given me, I usually, when organisations are going through mergers or acquisitions and change, I always have people go into the space of, well, how does this actually impact me day to day? Yeah. And a lot of the time the answer is None. it doesn't. Yeah. Now, hand on heart, I have a lot of friends and even if I look at my business, it's been, it has impacted day to day what's going on with lockdown and everything. Mm. So I don't want to discredit that either for people, but becoming aware of well, what can I then do in that situation. Exactly. But I think it's a really important part to look at, well, how has this impacted me? Because for a lot of people, life is still the same. But then for those that it has, what is inside of my control right now that I can actually do that is going to support me in yeah. this moment as what's, well? What's the what's opportunity? The how can I do this better than what I've done it before? How, do I, how can I shift this? Yeah. yeah. And how can I ask for support? And receive yep. at the same time too. And the other way, it's the stories as well. I've found myself finding different contexts when I've when things aren't working. Yep. Or like, what have I done in other scenarios? What did yep. I do when I was playing sport? What did yep. I do when I was at the gym? What did I do when I was studying? You know, mm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. How do I want to do it this time? Mm. And knowing that there's those inner resources and resilience. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Cool. Good chat. Good chat. In this moment of acknowledging that all that we are, all that you are, all that you share with the world through your intention, your words, your actions, your conversations, your text messages, your emails, your conversations, your choices, 
matters. So choose wisely. Welcome back, Sammy P. That's beautiful. Thanks, Kyle. Pleasure. So we're doing a um, grab wife by the balls is doing a um, a virtual coffee catch up Ooh. on a Thursday morning uh, from six thirty Eastern Standard Time. Uh, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully we don't have to do it for any more weeks rather than this week. But mm -hmm. if things continue to be isolating, yeah, um, I will continue to show up uh, as some form of. It's not as great as a coffee and a chin wag or some bacon eggs or a burger with your mates, but we will be showing up um, as required. So hopefully it's not for much longer, um, but if it does continue, we'll be um, doing the best we can to connect people. So that'll, that's all on. Share the links. That's on the Grab Life by the Balls page, virtual okay. coffee catch up. Great. I'm going to share that with some corporates today as well. So yeah, if you like me talking a bit more trash than all the woo-woo, uh, that's where I'll be. I'll, got my, I'll have my Grab Life by the Balls persona on tomorrow and be like, yeah, yeah, state of origin, mate. Yeah, righto, yeah, righto, yeah. <laughs> and one day all the worlds will combine. <laughs> yeah, well, they're kind of there. I just think, yeah, you know, yeah. different audience, different totally, strokes for different folks. Completely. And allows our personality and all of its complex varieties to enjoy itself too. That's what I find anyway. Yeah, well, it's been quite fun at the moment. It's like uh, a little bit of Cairo here and there, a little bit of coaching, a little bit of grab life by the balls. It's like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Variety is the spice. So my little message is that although things may be busy or hectic, the most important thing is to show up as grounded as you can so yes that may that may take time but it probably saves you time in different ways and everything flows a little bit easier so if there's one thing that we can focus on is doing our best to do that so if that's joining us for a coffee and a chinwag tomorrow morning virtually or any other way that you feel is best for you that would be my main focus right I think prioritising totally. that mateship in those moments and especially if the conversation is your head, I don't have time for this, it's critical to essentially yeah. make that time. It's the old adage about meditation. All right, you need to you need to meditate uh, once a day for 10 minutes. What if I'm too busy for that? Well, you need to do twice a day for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, yeah, when you have the least amount of time is when yeah. you need it the most. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah exactly. Cool. Anything to finish on? No. Go cool. forth, prosper, right be kind. Oh, good one. You've been listening to the Press Play podcast with Kyla T and Sammy P. All things Kyla related, kylatustin.com or the Press Play Facebook page. Uh, you can find me, Sammy P, Sam Parker, Grab Life by the Boys. You can find me on all those mediums. Uh, reach out, mateship and connection are super important key ingredient to living an epic life, whether we're under stress or whether we're moving forward on our path. So, if you're listening to this, uh, please give us a review, uh, share with your friends, and uh, we look forward to seeing or you join us for the next episode. Cheers, guys. Over and out. Mm -hmm.